verse has been uh, found in John chapter 10, verse 3 through 5, and it says this. The shepherd, rock, blah, 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 blah. the shepherd walks right up to the gate. The gatekeeper opens the gate to him, and the sheep recognize his voice. This has really been the theme of our, of our message is, is learning to recognize God's voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he gets them all out, he leads them, and they follow because they are familiar with his voice. They won't follow a stranger's voice, but will scatter because they aren't used. They aren't used to the sound of it. And so that again, that's the goal. Uh, we've been on a three. This is our third week. We've been on a three-week journey of learning how to hear God's voice. Week one was how God speaks to us. Week two, how to decipher. And week three, I'm excited because we're gonna we're gonna talk about how do we grow and our ability to hear God's voice. So I'm going to pray one time, one more time, and then we're going to get started. Father, we love you. God, I thank you for today. God, I thank you, Father, that, uh, that you're, just, you're just here, God. We just, so we just honor you as our, our, as our guest of honor today, Holy Spirit, uh, for just being here in our midst, just being in our presence. We're so honored. Uh, Father, I pray that you would just be with me as I speak. God, you know what each and every person needs to hear this morning. You know that I am incapable of doing that, but I know that you can, Holy Spirit. So I pray that you would just do what you only you can do, and I thank you for that. We want to leave here changed. We want to leave here different, not for our own benefit, but so that we can change the world around us. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, come on, everyone said, amen, amen. amen. Hey. This is just an opinion, but is there, there, there seems, in, in my estimation, there's nothing more annoying than uh, driving through a dead spot when you're on your phone. There's nothing more annoying. There's nothing more annoying when you hit a dead spot in the middle of an emergency. Is that true? Or like, there, there, there's like nothing more annoying than bad reception. And here's why I say that. The other day, um, I was on my way to go pick up my kids from school, and I had like a squirrel moment. You remember, like squirrel, and you just like, and and so like I opened up my front door. I'm, I'm about to head out to go pick up my kids, and I see a box, an Amazon box, and I was like, oh, an Amazon box, and like my mind automatically went to the Amazon box, and I wasn't paying attention, and I shut my door, and uh, I didn't have my car keys. And so I'm like, oh, my goodness, because I have to pick up my kids now. Now I can't pick them up because I can't drive because my keys are locked in the car because of this dumb Amazon box that was right, right there. And, and so like, I'm like, oh, my gosh. So I call my school up, or my kids' school, and I'm like, hey, uh, my wife forgot her keys. <laughs> hey, chill. hey, shut up. Shut up. Like, <laughs> you know? And so uh, that's not even the point of the story. But... I call them up. I'm, I'm telling them what's happening, and then they're like, "Okay, Mr. Peters, all right, we'll bring our kids to the office. To, we'll bring your kids to the office, and we'll take care of them until uh, your wife can get here." And I was like, "Thank you. You're so kind." And then right after I get off the phone with that, I call my wife, and I'm like, "Babe, I just did the worst thing ever. I said I just locked the keys in uh, in in the house." And she's like, well, can someone, does anyone have, like, could your parent, my parents have uh, keys in my house. She's like, can, is your dad still at work? And I was like, I can't get a hold of him. So she's like, don't worry, I will, I will 
come and, and save you, you know? And I'm like, thank God. And so, so um, then she texts me, like, so she, she, she's leaving work. Then she texts me, and she's like, babe, I don't know how to get to their school. She's like, she's never had to, like, drop them off or, like, um, or, or pick them up from school. And so, so I'm like, okay, let me call her to see if she's going to come to my house first to get me or go straight to, uh, or, like, if she just wants me to give her direction. So I call her, right? I call her up, and I'm like, hey, babe, like, uh, so are you coming to here first, or do you want me to give you directions to go pick up the school? And I'm waiting to hear her response, and she, she's on the other end of the phone going, babe, babe, can you hear me, babe? And I'm like, I, I can hear you. It's, um, are you coming, babe? Hey, babe, can you hear? And I'm like, I'm like, oh, my Lord, help me. Jesus, like, help me. I'm like, stop playing games, woman. Like, you can hear me. <laughs> and I didn't say that to her, but my heart thought it. And, and so, so, like, I'm like, I'm talking to her, right? And, and I'm like, babe, like, what do you want me to do? And she, she's just like, babe, I can't hear you. Babe, why are you doing it? And then she's like, she did, and some of you guys probably have done this before. Hey, like, I can't hear you, so I'm going to hang up now. Um, but, but I'm sorry. And, and she, so she's like, I'm going to hang up now. And I'm like, don't hang up. Don't hang up. And she hangs up. Right. And so like she, she ends up coming to the house and I get in the car and she's like, she's like, why weren't you answering me? I'm like, I was answering you. I, she, I was like, I was talking the entire time. And she's like, no, I couldn't hear a thing you were saying. I was like, babe, like I was talking. And what we realized is that when you drive through uh, the hills, you lose reception, right? And so, so, so like I'm talking, she can't hear me because she lost reception. And we're like, and it just is like this frustrating moment in time. And here's why I'm telling you this, not because we need counseling, but... <laughs> <laughs> You're like, no, you do, Pastor. You really do. Um, the reason why I'm telling you this is, is because, like, I think the same can be true when it comes to your and my ability to hear God. And here, here's what I mean. Like, I am under the impression that God is constantly always wanting to talk to you and talk to me. And, like, I feel like he's always wanting to say something to us. He's always wanting to, like, to speak life speak conviction into our hearts and into our lives. But what I've discovered is, is that it's not that God doesn't want to speak. It's, it's sometimes like we just don't got reception. Sometimes like we, we're driving, our life is, is going or we're in a situation that's like a dead zone. And God's talking, and we get frustrated, don't we? We're like, God, speak. And he's like, yo, I am. <laughs> Like, I've been talking. And so this morning, what I want us to do is, I got three, and we might get out in like five minutes. I don't know, just depending on how quick this goes. But like, I just, I, there's three um, ways that, because I, I, I think that like, if we can learn how to just get better reception, like, we'll, we'll be able to incline our ear to hear God better. To, to grow in our ability to hear God. And so I have three ways that, that I think you and I can improve our reception so that 
we, we can hear God a little bit better. Does that sound good to people? Like, would you like to improve your reception to hear God? I know I would. And so, um, so that's what we're going to do in the next remaining moments together. So three ways to improve your reception. Number one is this, close proximity. Close proximity. The first way to improve your reception is close proximity. Here, here's this, First Kings Verse 11, the Lord said, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. Verse 12, after the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper, verse 13, when Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. See, this is a very interesting text to me because in it we, we see Elijah fall into the trap that I think a lot of us do if we're honest. And here's the trap. Like we, we, we tend to limit God to our familiarity. See, what, what we didn't read is like a, a couple chapters before that, Elijah just called fire down from heaven. And he just showed, like he just witnessed God showing up this, this mighty, mighty way. Fast forward, Elijah, he finds himself in, in a cave and God's like, I want you to experience and encounter my presence. And so Elijah, uh, so, so there, there's wind that happens. And Elijah's like, well, I guess this can be God. And then scripture says that God was not in the wind. And then a mighty earthquake came. And Elijah, if I'm Elijah, I'm thinking, man, surely this is where God is. Surely God is in the earthquake. And scripture says God was not in the earthquake. And then fire came, and then surely Elijah was like, okay, God, you just showed up in fire earlier. You, this is probably, like, you're probably, this is you for sure. And then scripture says that God was not in the fire. And then the text says that, that there was a whisper, and God was in the whisper. Think about that. Like if I'm Elijah, my mind is blown because I'm like, God, that's not how you spoke last time. That's not how you moved last time. Like you are the God of fire, not the God of a whisper. And yet, text says that God was in the whisper. And it got me thinking, do you, do you know the best way to hear a whisper? The best way to hear a whisper is this proximity, close proximity. The best way to hear a whisper is to being close to someone. The problem is this, like our lives are full, like our lives are full of busy schedules. Our life is full of endless amounts of entertainment. Our life our life is full of responsibilities, work, in school. Which means that like our lives are wired to hear God audibly. But our lives are not wired 
that they're not, our life is not conducive to hear God in the whisper. So like we're set up, like we, like we're wired to hear God like, this is God, this is God, this is God. And we're like, oh, it's God. Because that's what we can hear, man. But we can, but like the whisper. Like our life is too busy for that. Just so I can drill in this illustration even more, we're just going to play along. Um, so, so. I think that there's three things that, that like we all deal with in some way, shape, or form. Entertainment, social media, and responsibilities, right? Like those three things encompass the hecticness and craziness of our life. Is that true? True? Okay. Awesome. So I'm glad you guys are so responsive. It's, it's amazing to me. Uh, Y'all don't know how it is to be on stage when people are just looking at you. That's why the lights are off. Because I can, I, like, I think you're paying attention. You could be asleep back there. I don't, I can't tell. And so, focus, John, focus. So, um, so, so here's what we're going to do. We got three sections. This section over here, you guys are going to be the entertainment. Okay? You're in, yeah, you are. This, sit, this middle section, y'all are going to be like the social media. Right? And it's a bigger section because, like, everyone's on social media, okay? And, and then so this section over here, y'all are going to be the responsibilities, like the job and the school, okay? And so when, when I'm like, hey, uh, entertainment, start talking. Y'all start talking. Like this whole section right here, okay? Entertainment, start talking. Oh, this is going to be hard. And then, and then social media, y'all start talking. And then responsibilities, y'all start talking. Perfect. Okay. Okay. Time out. Time out. This is this is gonna be fun. This is gonna be fun. This is gonna be fun. Hey, Mike, can I can I get you for a second? Okay. So so th this is gonna be an illustration that's gonna drill this this point, and then and then we're gonna move on to the next point. This is Mike. He's Mike is going to play Mike. Mike. Yeah. I'm gonna play God. You're welcome. And. Um, <laughs> And uh, so, so here's what we're going to do, okay? Uh, you're going to go on the other side like, where the cameras are, okay? And then we're going to get the uh, entertainment, social media, and responsibilities to start, to start talking. And that's going to be life, right? Okay, so let's do that. Here, here we go. So here we go, guys. <laughs> he, he's like, I can't see. Like, <laughs> That's the problem. Uh, okay, so so here it is. Mike is back there. He is he is being Mike back there. And then uh, let's get the entertainment going. Let's get the social media going. Come on, let's get all the responsibilities going. Y'all are so good. So this is this is life. This is what life is, right? Keep going, keep going, keep going. And so your life is, is wired to be able to hear God speak over this stuff. So y'all, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. So you're like, I'm running out of things to say. This is chaos. And so, so my life, your life, like with all the noise going... Work in school. <laughs> okay, 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 here, okay, so let's pause. Here we go. So, so your life, my life, we're wired 
to be able to, to hear God speak over that, right? Okay, so start talking again. Mikey, I'm going to have you repeat what I say, okay? This, is, this time you can hear me. All right, Mikey, you are amazing. Mikey, you are amazing. Okay, pause, 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 pause. You heard me, right? Okay, what did I say? Mikey, see, like that's how we're wired for God to speak like that. Like, I can hear God when he's talking on the microphone over everything in life. Okay? And so we're good with that. But what happens when God doesn't speak audibly to me? Like, what happens when, when God doesn't give someone a word for my life? What happens when God speaks in a whisper? Okay, start talking again. Here we go. Entertainment, social media. Okay, all right. Pause, 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 pause. Mikey, did you hear me that time? What? Do you see what happened there? Like, he, he wasn't able to hear the whisper part of God. But he was able to hear the audible part of God. And I am afraid that we positioned ourselves to hear God on the mic, but not hear God in the whisper. To hear God in the loud voice, but not hear God in the small voice. And so what I need to learn to do is I, is I got to begin to have close proximity with God. So even with y'all are talking, go ahead, talk, 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 talk. So even with that, when I can learn to have close proximity with God, it doesn't matter how loud entertainment is. It doesn't matter how loud social media is. It doesn't matter how loud responsibility is. If I can get close proximity, hello, somebody. You're awesome. You're amazing. He could hear everything I'm saying. What did I say to you, sir? I am awesome and I am. Come on. Thank you. I have to learn. I have to learn to get closer, to get in close proximity with God. Did you know that Jesus even did that? Watch this verse, John 5, verse 15. But the news about Jesus spread all the more, and great crowds came to hear him. And to be healed of their sickness, yet he frequent, frequently withdrew to the wilderness to pray. So even Jesus, he was bombarded with the craziness of life. And even Jesus understood, man, I need to withdraw from the craziness of life, from, from, from the entertainment, from the social media, from my responsibilities. And i got to be able to set time, time aside so that I can just, I can get close to God. Friends, like he's constantly speaking. He's constantly speaking. So that's number one, close proximity. I feel like that could have just been my only point, and we would have been. <laughs> it might go downhill after this. I don't know. Or I should have, that should have been the third one. Anyways, uh, so second way uh, to, to be better, second way to better hear God speak is this. 
progressive obedience. Progressive obedience. Hopefully that was not a trigger word for some of you guys in here. Progressive obedience. <laughs> progressive obedience. So here's what I've noticed about myself. Here's what I've noticed. Like, I, I, I ask God to speak to me about big things, but I neglect to hear him about the small things. Right, so, so maybe you can relate to this. Some of you, maybe you can relate with this idea like, God, show me my purpose. God, I want to see my purpose. God, show me who I'm going to marry. Woo, I'm getting lonely. <laughs> God, show me, show me the job. God, show me. I, and, and we're like, we're really good at saying, God, I want to hear what you want to say about, about this and about this big monumental thing in my life. And, and we're really good at that. But, and so like while we're asking God, speak to me about my job, speak to me about, like God's like, He's like, he's like, he's like, um, you were kind of rude to your, to your kids. You, you should go apologize. And we're like, I rebuke you, Satan. Woo, right? Like, we're like, in the name of Jesus. Right? Y'all don't know how I grew up. Yeah. <laughs> And, and and so like so we're like we're like God speak to me about my job and God's like he's like hey like let's let, I'm gonna speak to you about this little issue right here and we're like nah I'm not gonna listen to that God speak to me about this big thing and we're like neglecting and so what I realized is that it's so easy to create a habit of asking to hear God in the big things while neglecting to respond to God in the small things, watch this, while in reality, it's my obedience in the small things that builds my faith to receive what God wants to speak in the big things. And so what I need to understand is that, like, obedience is necessary for me to grow in my ability to hear God. See, because every time I'm obedient, every time I hear and I obey, what I need to realize is that it's a building block. And then when God speaks to me something small again, hey, go, go feed that person. Mm, there goes my Starbucks cup. But I'm obedient. Guess what? He's building on that. And then he speaks something small again. I'm like, okay, God. And, he, and he's gradually building, building, building blocks on top of building blocks on top of building blocks. See, some of y'all, you're like, God, why aren't you speaking to me about my job? And it's because you didn't lay a foundation first. Like God's, God's like, man, like I just, I want, I want you, I want to speak to you. But I need to speak to you in a pace that doesn't freak you out. I need, I need to gradually build upon. And listen, at the more, I promise you, the more that you and I become obedient to God in the small things, the more we'll be able to hear him to the bigger things. I just thought of this right now. If you think of it like as a tower, we're just building it. We're building it. It's like proximity, right? The more I'm obedient, the more I'm growing. The more I'm growing, the closer I am getting to hear God's voice. Like it works hand in hand. So we're talking about how, how do we grow in hearing God's voice 
the first one was that, do I need that? I don't know if I need that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the first, the first one is close proximity. The, the second one is uh, progressive obedience. And, and number three, the final one. Oh, actually, let me read this verse to you because it, it is in Scripture, too. This is First Samuel chapter 17. It says, but David persisted. I have been taking care of my father's sheep and goats. He said, when a lion or a bear comes to steal a lamb from the flock, I go after it with a club and rescue the lamb from its mouth. If the animal turns on me, I catch it by the jaw and club, ooh, gangster, and club it. <laughs> to death. Verse 36. <laughs> I have done this to both lions and bears, and I'll do it again to this pagan Philistine too, for he has defiled the armies of the living God. Here's what's taking place. This, this, this giant Goliath, he's threatening God's people, and David comes, and he's like, why is he doing this? Why is no one stepping up? And everyone's like, because he's a giant. He's too big. And David's like, I'll do it. And they said this. They said, David, don't be foolish. You can't do this. You're, you're too small, David. You can't do it. And what his response is, what we just read, he's like, you're right. I can't do it if I first didn't slay that lion. See, that lion built up the confidence to, to slay that bear. That bear built that confidence to slay the giant. God's working. He's growing. He wants to build Step upon step. Come on, somebody. Number three, because I got this time going. Uh, number three, here, here it is. Let, for, uh, final one. Number three, how do we grow in hearing God? We got to have a pure heart. We got to have a pure heart. So Proverbs 4, 23, it says this. It teaches us to guard our heart, for it is the wellspring of life. So, so it's, it's this idea that everything that flows from my life first starts in my heart, my soul, okay? And so, so, so the, 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 the author is like, hey, you, you need to guard your heart. Guard your heart, for it's the wellspring of life. So if, in fact, that is the case, my ability to hear, my ability to comprehend, and my ability to respond to what God is saying, it hinges on the condition of my heart. It hinges on the condition of my soul. So here's the question. Is what you are ingesting, so what you hear, what you watch, your surroundings, is it purifying your soul or is it mudding your soul? Purity of the heart. Because here's the truth. And we could have the keys come up. That helps me wrap up. <laughs> Sometimes. Unless you start playing really good and then I'm like, we're going Hispanic church till 3 o'clock, man. Y'all. <laughs> Ooh, Iglesia. Fuego. <laughs> I don't even know what I said. I just, I just heard someone say it before. Um, what was I saying, Aaron? Pure, purity of heart. So is what you're ingesting, what you hear, watch, your surrounding, is it purifying or is it muddying your soul, your heart? See, because we're like, God, speak to me. 
I want to hear your voice. And sometimes we cry. I want to hear you. And then we're like watching all kinds of weird things. We're like, God, speak to me. I want to hear you. I want to hear your plans for my life. And then we're listening to, baby, shake your booty. Right? We're like, whatever. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Basically my life track. <laughs> what does that even mean, John? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I need to focus. Okay? Because we're going into lunchtime now. <laughs> we're like, God, speak to me. I want to hear you. And we're still putting ourselves in that position that compromises our purity, compromises our soul, our heart. And so maybe you're here this morning. And your proximity is far off. Maybe you're here this morning and you just, you kind of haven't been obedient in the small things. Or maybe you're here this morning and you've just muddied up your heart, your soul. I want to encourage you that your opportunity to hear God's voice, to grow in hearing God's voice has not passed you by. Like God still wants you to grow in your ability to hear him. He still wants to, he still wants you to grow. He still wants to speak to you. He still, he, like, but John, you don't understand. Like I just feel really far from God. John, you don't understand. Like I just, my soul is just so dirty. Like, John, you don't understand. He still wants to speak to you. Friends, that's the, that's the amazing grace of God. Is that even in my rebellion, even in my imperfection, God is like, I still love you. I still want to call you. I still want to speak to you. I want to end with this verse, Psalms 51 and verse 10. says this. This is a prayer. Create in me a pure heart. God, renew a steadfast spirit within me. Here, here's the beauty. That word create, it implies an ongoing work. It, 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 it implies this idea that God, God, you're still creating God, you're still working. You're still molding. And then, and then the author says, and renew a, a steadfast spirit. And renew like this, this spirit within me that, that I daily, I daily, constantly like fail. But I thank you, God, that you're renewing my spirit. 
God, I muddied up my heart, but I thank you that you're still creating something inside of me. God, I thank you that you're still renewing me. God, that you're still molding me. You're still shaping me. There's something that you're still doing in my heart. See, this is the good news of the gospel, that it's not over. He's still creating. He's still shaping. He's still molding. And all I have to say is, God, here I am, I'm yours.